live around the world with that spa girl, Candy. It's time for Spa Brunch, whisking you to fab retreats and stealing their secrets for your lair. Where's that spa girl chilling today? Candy? Good morning. Happy Sunday, everyone. Welcome to Spa Brunch Sundays, the only radio show that invites you to tune in and tune out with a virtual spa break of music, food, and guests every week. Today is Sunday, May the 8th. I'm Candy Silvassi, your host and founder of Art of the Spa, a resource for decorating and living ideas to help you live optimally and bring a bit of the spa home every day. We want to take this time just to thank you for relaxing with us every Sunday. And don't forget, if you can't tune in for the whole show or just miss um, snippets or you just want to relive the episode um, for, every, for every song and interview that we have, um, please go to artofthespa.com. Under Spa Brunch, we have details and download directions where you can listen to any of our past episodes. Um, this week... We're all about celebrating our moms. It's Mother's Day today, of course, and so we want to wish everyone out there a happy Mother's Day, whether you're a mom yourself, know a mom, or just celebrating with one. We hope you're having a great day. And um, speaking about mom, I don't know who needs sleep more than new moms and maybe even some older moms. <laughs> um, and today, I think we have the closest thing to the or person to um, the Sandman, I think, as our guest. We are very honored to welcome Nicholas Ronco. He is the CEO of Yellow Spa in New York City. And Yellow is a really amazing concept spa. It's, it's right in the middle of Manhattan. Um, so it is like an urban sanctuary for all the, the busyness and the traffic of the city. Um, and what is so unique about Yellow is that they specialize in um, these napping services and sort of a napping treatment, if you will, you know, a place just to come and relax in the middle of the day. Um, there's a lot of research out there, which we'll talk about with Nicholas, um, you know, that shows the health benefits and importance of napping. Um, and, of course, you can't really lay down at your desk, so he has provided this amazing, amazing facility. Um, and Nicholas himself also has a really very interesting story about why he started the spa, and he's going to share some of his tips with us um, and on you know getting a really good night's sleep and also napping. And he's also brought along some of the music produced especially for the spa. So grab your blankets, your pillows, do not listen to this while driving, <laughs> and um, let, let's get started. I believe that Nicholas is on the line now. Nicholas, are you there? Yes. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. <laughs> so thank you very much for having me on your show, Candy. Oh, thank you. We are so honored, seriously. I know Sunday mornings are hard times. <laughs> um, so we really appreciate you um, coming on with us. So, oh, it's I, my I, pleasure. Oh, thanks. But so I am I am just so excited to talk to you and um yeah, we've spoken before. Um and I would just love for you to share with everybody um your inspiration for starting Yellow. Well the the inspiration for Yellow Spa, I think like a lot of inspiration um particularly related to lifestyle 
came from, in my uh, opinion at least, came from my own um, history and what I was going through myself at the time. And at the time, I was traveling a lot for business and uh, particularly long trip going to Asia, going to Australia. And as a result of that, I was constantly jet-lagged. And uh, back in 2003, I had an epiphany uh, during my first business trip in Japan where, um, coincidentally, on my first day, I was the victim of an earthquake. And, you know, as we all know very uh, sadly, um, uh, Japan is obviously an earthquake country, and sometimes it's, uh, it gets tragic proportion like uh, two months ago. Uh, but my earthquake was pretty strong at the time, but not obviously as uh, powerful as the one that struck Japan two months ago, uh, but still strong enough to, I would say, freak me out. Mm-hmm. And as a result of that, I didn't sleep for two days, uh, and then I went into a vicious circle of uh, the effect of non-sleeping, which is the more exhausted uh, you are, the more exhausted you become because your body doesn't even have the capacity to regenerate itself through rest and sleep. And after a week of that rhythm and having to work uh, at the same time that you know I was going through this, um, I felt flu-like effects. I felt really horrible. And uh, even though I was not in the spa business at the time, I um, decided to uh, try a one-hour reflexology session, not really knowing what it was. And what happened was really nothing short of an epiphany in the sense that after one hour of reflexology and falling asleep and napping at the same time, um, I woke up from that absolutely 100% recharge, like nothing ever happened. I felt that I had taken like a three-week vacation, and I was finally able, because of the relaxation response that was generated within my system, I was able to have a first good night's sleep in a week, which back in, in turn put me on this virtuous cycle instead of vicious circle of, you know, being able to recuperate and rest, and then I was able to go on with my trip to Australia and Korea. So that's when it started, and that was really what inspired me to to start Yellow Spa. Right, and um, I remember you told me that you no- you noticed in the the Japanese people. Um, That, um... Yeah, I, I did. I did notice from you know that Japanese people uh, were integrating. That's another thing that was really kind of an epiphany during this business trip in Japan was the fact that they do integrate periods of rest uh, into their workday. So as we all know, uh, Japanese people and Korean people work extremely hard. Uh, they work extremely long hours. They're very loyal uh, to their company and to the company corporate culture. Um, but what they do in order to survive this amount of pressure and, and time spent at work is that they take very regular breaks during the day. And contrary to us in the U.S., they're not coffee breaks, they're not Starbucks breaks, but they're breaks where uh, they usually take naps. So you would either have people with, you know, nap room in their company or people just putting their head on their desk and falling asleep for like 10 minutes. I've even seen people actually do that during conferences. And uh, sometimes I was even the speaker of these conferences and I would see like two people, for example, falling asleep. (laughs) And as an American, I would feel kind of paranoid about this. Right. Incredibly boring. (laughs) 
but it's actually part of the culture, you know, and they wake up mm-hmm. from that 10 minutes uh, sleep and they're like totally productive and asking questions and and uh, it's really uh, it's really quite amazing to see. And so my inspiration there was, wow, I wish, because we also know that, you know, Japanese people, for example, have one of the highest life expectancy in the world. Right. And it's not just obviously eating sushi. Uh, it's also the fact that they have a rhythm of life that I think is much more in tune with their natural biological rhythms. And so I, I was really inspired by that. And when I created Yellow Spa, my goal was also to educate generations of people living in stressful urban centers such as New York or L.A. or San Francisco or Chicago or, you know, major cities that you have in the U.S., but also, you know, around the world like Paris or London, for example, uh, and try to reduce the substance abuse of people. And by substance abuse, I mean anything from caffeine uh, to, uh, you know, sleeping pills. I'm talking about legal substance abuse. Um, and so, I've, you know, I feel very, you know, fortunate to have had 12,000 people going through our doors in, uh, in three and a half years and being able to, ex- to experience a saner uh, quality of life. Right. I know. And it, it's so interesting how like a nap can be. Um, I mean, I find it to be energizing. I've actually, since we first connected, I've actually started to try. I don't do it every day, but some days I'll take just maybe 10 or 15 minutes, you know, um, and just and just take a little nap. Um, uh, and, and I'm finding that it, it's really helping me actually sleep better at night. You know, I always thought, oh, my gosh, you know, this is going to make, you know, totally mess up my sleep schedule. But Really, the converse is true. That's actually a very good point, Candy. Um, and and I think that for a lot of the audience, we should uh, explain that. Uh, the, the nap is really an art. And there is a, a real education behind it. So this is why at Yellow Spot, for example, we only allow people to take between a nap between 20 minutes and 40 minutes. And I worked with uh, sleep doctors from from Harvard and other medical schools around the country to design the perfect environment and to design the perfect napping time. And the reason for the 20 to 40 minutes is because less than 20 minutes does not really allow you uh, to get into a stage of sleep called stage one or two, which is the ideal stage of sleep for the nap. We have four stages, three and four deep sleep or also called uh, slow-wave sleep. Uh, and if you go past 40 minutes, you actually do fall into these deeper stages of sleep, like st- slow-wave. Um, and this will disrupt your sleep at night. However, if you are able to remain between stage one and stage two, which basically feels like you're going to la-la land, you kind of lose uh, you know, perspective on time, you start having, like, you start to daydream. You think you participate, but you're kind of actually dreaming about the situation. And time goes really fast, like five minutes, like half an hour goes like five minutes. Uh, when you wake up from that, your stress level is much uh, lower. And at the same time, you started um, building, um, you know, brain connections that will also only uh, improve your memory and improve your learning ability, but reduce your stress during the day. So as a result of that, you don't need to go and get your fix of caffeine because you actually feel fine. 
And this is why most people actually sleep better at night for these two reasons. One is stress reduction during the day so that when they go to bed, they don't have these run-on, you know, thoughts and obsessive thoughts that prevent them from falling asleep, but also because they didn't get the caffeine fixed, let's say, past 3 p.m., you know, they're able to have a much better quality of sleep at night. Right. Yeah, and that's that's what I found too. And and I and I I know I was really at first. And of course, I haven't looked at work for myself. I have a bit more of a luxury than other people. But one thing I know that I was sort of worried about was that I would fall asleep and during my nap, and then you know wake up two hours later and, and miss a lot of you know what I needed to get done for that day. But um, I think it's interesting how I mean I set my alarm, but I still woke up. You know, wake up pretty much within the 25, you know, maybe 30 minute range. Even though when I wake up, I'm always first a little bit worried. You know, did I over? You know, did I sleep too long or whatever? But um, I tend to wake up. Why is that? Do you know? Yes, our brain is really amazing and is you know way more complex than we even think. But we do have this ability to actually decide when we wake up. You can also try that at night. I mean, if you go to bed, let's say, at 11 p.m. and say, I will wake up at 7 p.m., I can pretty much, and, you know, you can train for that. It's like it's a little bit like being an athlete, but then it really comes naturally. Uh, You will wake up around 7 p.m., maybe half an hour before, half an hour later, and then the more you do this exercise, the more you're going to wake up exactly at the time that you decide to wake up because we do have a clock uh, in our brain. And so the same principle applies to the nap. If when you go to sleep, you said, I'm going to let myself go for 30 minutes, uh, then your brain will naturally wake you up. But we don't want to take any chances at yellow. And the way we actually wake people up is extremely important. We do not like to use an alarm clock, actually. We don't like to use sound to wake people up because, by definition, the alarm clock is not going to know what stages of sleep you're in. So if we wake you up with an alarm clock where you're in stage two or three, which are fairly deep stages of sleep, you will wake up startled. And then you will experience what's called the sleep inertia. And the sleep inertia is basically feeling disoriented, um, in a bad mood, uh, groggy, uh, feeling that your eyes are puffy, um, and it's going to take you pretty much half an hour to get out of that state, uh, which is pretty much the state that we're all in when we wake up in the morning and we, when we get awakened by an alarm clock. So what we did at Yellow is that we thought about how did human beings wake up for the past 50,000 years when the alarm clock and electricity did not exist? And obviously the response is through the sun, through light. And light Uh, by going through your optical nerve is actually reducing the level of melatonin uh, generated by your pineal uh, glands in your brain and uh, will naturally wake you up. So what we've done at Yellow is that within the cocoon that we built called the Yellow Cabs, uh, we simulate the sunrise when it's time for you to wake up. And this sunrise becomes so strong after 10 minutes, it's through LED lighting, that everyone pretty much wakes up. We only had one anecdotal accident in in the three and a half years that we've been open with a woman that actually changed uh, cabin, went to the bathroom, came back to the wrong cabin, 
and so didn't get her sunrise and actually slept, unfortunately, for five hours uh, in the cabin. And so she got into really deep stages. So she probably, her body probably needed it really badly. Right. Uh, but obviously, you know, to the point that you're making earlier, Candy, she missed, uh, you know, a few appointments during the day. <laughs> but that's, you know, that's pretty much the only accident that we had. And again, it's because the sunrise was was not present in the cabin because, you know, she didn't, she was not in the right cabin. In the right cabin, yeah. Oh, that's really interesting. Wow. <laughs> well, you know, I, and. The point taken there, I, I, I'm curious, do um, most of your clients that come in, I know you offer other spa services as well, but um, for your napping services and treatments, um, are most of, do most of them come, you know, for, is it like people that are just very overtired and they're seeking relief, or are there, do you have a regular clientele that comes in daily, or how does that work? That's a, that's a good question. We have actually several types of people coming to Yellow, um, and we do offer the full range of sessions that you would get in a spa, but with a Yellow twist. So we do offer, in addition to napping, we do offer reflexology, which, again, I had an epiphany on in Japan, and is an extremely powerful modality where we work with reflex points on either your feet, your hands, or your ears. And um, through these reflex points, we're able to affect uh, your immune system, your digestive system, your parasympathetic system through the adrenal glands, for example. And we are able to either rev you up and, or put you in a state of deep relaxation. And so we offer that. We offer regular massages like deep tissue or uh, Swedish massages. And we also do offer skin care um, uh, you know, uh, treatments like uh, facials and, and all this kind of stuff. But what we do is, when I was saying with a yellow twist, is that we do it very quickly so that we're, like, very accessible for people who don't have time, uh, who are in between meetings or just have, like, uh, let's say 40 minutes for during their lunch hours. We're able to accommodate them. And we also do it in a way because of the yellow cab, which is the coconut-like cabin that, that we built, um, we are able to provoke a relaxation response very quickly because you choose the, the most important elements of your experience of recession, which are either the sound or music. So it could be sound of rain or forest or whales, or it could be Mozart, or it could be jazz, or it could be anything that relaxes you that's really just for you, and the, the fragrance that we put in the room because the sense of smell is the sense that uh, is most closely related to uh, earlier memories of childhood. So if someone, for example, will pick, I don't know, lavender, uh, it's because they probably grew up in the south of Europe and it reminds them of, you know, the childhood in summer, etc. And everyone would pick a different fragrance. And this will provoke a relaxation response quickly. And that's why it's so important to be able to build your nest and then to be isolated from the craziness of the world. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I know, and I just I love the idea that. Um, but I feel like there's a big kind of misconception with the spa industry in general that there are just like these mainstream things that always relax everyone, whether it's music or fragrance or colors. And I think it has a lot to do with your past and personal experience, and you know, and even you know, on our show here, you know, when we've played music. 
um, you know, we recognize that not every kind of music is going to relax every person, you know. So I, I love that idea. And so do you have, is, would you say the bulk of your um, customers or your, your um, clients are, are like repeat that come like every week or? So I would say that our typical client actually comes uh, three times a month. Mm-hmm. And they will mix and match the kind of treatments that they take. So some people will just come from naps, but the majority of people will come for a reflexology session and then would add a nap session at the end. So as we all know in the spine industry, I mean, one thing that is really frustrating, I think, as a client, and I really built Yellow from the client perspective because I was a client myself mostly for, you know, 37 years. And then I came in this industry, you know, because I had this epiphany in Japan that we talked about earlier. But I really didn't want to reproduce what everyone else was doing. Mm -hmm. And for me, um, what was really important is that at the end of a session, when the therapist goes out of the room and they say, oh, I'll be outside waiting for you, take your time, I think that most people understand that as, you know, please get out of the room quickly because our next client is coming in. And so that's stressful, and I think it's kind of startling for people. And a lot of people have reported, and I have reported myself, that, you know, it's the part of the session that's the most disagreeable. And so I'm giving my clients the option to hang out in the room for 20 minutes, for 30 minutes, for even 40 minutes if they want to, and being sure that no one will invade their space, no one will invade their privacy during their time, and that they will be able to go in and out of that very deep relaxation state that we put them in through reflexology or massage. So uh, a lot of people, to answer your question, basically add on napping to regular treatments. Okay. Oh, yeah. That, that's, that makes a lot of sense, and especially in the sense that you do it um, in a time-efficient manner, as well, I think it probably would just help them sleep better. So, um, and I, I want to um, just take this chance to say again here, I, um, Nicholas uh, has been very graciously brought along some of the music. Um, we were talking about music here just a few minutes ago from Yellow Spa, and we're going to play a little bit. Um, I, I wanted to ask you, Nicholas, um, can you tell me you sent me a lot of tracks? And was is there a progression of the tracks, or is there a certain piece that you would you know love for people to hear? Um, so just a quick history about this music. This music was created by a actually Japanese composer uh, a few months ago, and he very kindly uh, sent me his CD, uh, telling me I created this music thinking of Yellow, um, and his name is Shohei. And so I, I want to take this opportunity to really thank him for what he's done. Um, and the way he actually um, arranged and organized the music on his CDs, the way I sent it to you, and I think that there is a natural progression. Um, so um, I don't know if we'll have you know time to. I don't probably won't have time to listen to all the tracks, mm-hmm. but the, the the first one is definitely. Uh, something that puts you into the mood, so we might want to start with this one, and then I'll tell you uh, the one that I think are, are really outstanding for us. Okay. Okay, so, yeah, so let's do that. So the first track that I have is Cozy. Is that right, Nicholas? Uh, yes. 
Okay, great. So we'll, and that's a quite a short one. So we'll just start with that. And um, I want to just take this chance here to, um, if you're just tuning in, um, this is Bob Brunch Sunday. Candy Silvassi, your host. We have got Nicholas Ronco with us today. He is the CEO of Yellow Spa in New York City. And um, he is talking about, we're talking about napping, getting a good night's sleep, um, the science of it, all of the, the incredible benefits of it. And we are going to be playing some music um, that is inspired by his spa, which is amazing. So we're going to just take that, uh, take a break right now, have a quick music break, and then we'll be right back. Okay, thanks, Nicholas. Just hold on. We'll be right back. Thank you, Candy. Okay, Nicholas, can you hear me? Yes, okay. yes, I'm here. It's the first time I've done intermittent music in between an interview, so just bear with me. I want to be sure that we're going along smoothly here. So um, so that was the first piece. Cozy, is that typically uh, the type of thing you might play at the very beginning of an appointment? Um, yeah, I mean, it, this is what we start with when an appointment starts, and then we... Uh, actually moved to the next one, which is dreamlessness. I was actually going through them at the same time. That's, that's the one that comes right after the okay. dreamlessness. Really cool. can hear. Oh, there you go. Yes. Okay, so Oh, no, I'm sorry. I could hear it in the background there of you, the dreamlessness. So I was wondering. Yeah, yeah I was listening to them at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> do, do we, should we maybe play that one next, do you think? Uh, yeah, I think we should play Dreamlessness, and then I'm, I'm just going through them myself to make sure we get the right order. Okay. Okay, so we're going to play next. We're going to play Dreamlessness, and again, we're on with Nicholas 
Ronco from Yellow Spa. So um, sit back and enjoy, everybody. Don't fall asleep on us, though. We'll be right back. Nicholas? Yes, I'm here. Hi, great. Hi, Candy. <laughs> um, hi. Um, and that was, everyone listening in, that was Dreamlessness um, from the CD. Um, uh, is it, how do you say, Nicholas? Shohei? Shohei Narabe. Shohei Narabe. Uh, he's the composer. Yes, and really, just really such a great job. I, I love that it's not so bland. It has a lot of intri intricacies in the melody. Um, so it's not just like a lullaby kind of a piece. No, absolutely. It really puts you into uh, 
a wonderful state once you're listening to that in a, in a yellow cab or even at home. Um, you get into this very meditative state, but at the same time you're energized. It's not just, you know, sound. There is a, a real melody and a real, you know, composer work behind it. Right. Yeah, I really I love that. And, um, and, and speaking of the home, I, I wanted to um, ask you if you have any ideas for, um, you know, people out there that, um, maybe, you know, they're in an office all day, they don't really have anywhere that they can kind of escape to, you know, they don't have a yellow spa down the road, unfortunately. <laughs> um, what would you recommend for people uh, that, that, you know, what, maybe want to have a nap during the day um, and try this, but they don't really know where or how? Any ideas? So, so getting a nap during the day is really dependent on, the kind of activity that you have and, and if you work in an office, the kind of office that you work in. Um, I know that, for example, when I was working at Time Warner at the time, I was fortunate enough to have my home uh, 20 minutes away from my office, so I was able to go home during uh, lunch and take a quick 20-minute nap while, you know, after grabbing a, a sandwich. And so being able to do all this within the, the lunch hour and the huge difference is that while well, everyone else was really half asleep uh, around 3 p.m., 3 to 5 p.m. in the office, I was the only one who was actually alive and awake during boring uh, budget and accounting meetings. <laughs> um, so, so that's to me that's really the power of napping. I mean, to be awake during a budget and an accounting meeting uh, is really a testament to the, the power of this uh, of this practice. Um, I would say in general, you know, I've seen a lot of interesting behaviors uh, of people who wanted to take naps because we are, I, I think that's important for the audience to know, the human body is genetically built to take naps. And I'm not saying this because it's self-serving. I'm saying this because it's been observed around the, year, around the world for thousands of years. Uh, there are uh, real reasons, prehistorical reasons, actually, uh, related to that, which is uh, related to where we all come from as human beings, which is from Africa, uh, and the fact that 50,000 years ago we actually were being hunted by big predators, and the only time where we're not being hunted, which is still the case today, uh, is between noon and 3 p.m. because it's so hot. So you wouldn't see a lion going after a zebra during that time. Yeah. And the same was happening uh, 50,000 years ago. And really? so this is, this is, yes, yes, it's actually, uh, we uh, geneticists, uh, you know, went back to the reason why we're all feeling this low, uh, because it kind of doesn't make any sense anymore with our way of life. We have no reason uh, to feel this low. And that's why people try to, you know, combat it with, you know, substance abuse like coffee, for example, caffeine. Uh, well, in fact, if they just followed their natural rhythm, it would be pretty much as quick, but way healthier and way better for their heart. Um, so, you know, we all go through this. So during my, my career, I've seen people take naps in the bathrooms. I've seen people take naps uh, under their desk and making everyone believe that they were going to lunch. I've seen people take naps in their cars. I've seen people do all kinds of things. Uh, just to be able to accommodate this urge, which is a very, very basic human need as, you know, drinking and, and eating and sleeping and, you know, going to the bathroom. It's the same kind of 
need that we have, and, and denying that will uh, eventually harm us. Right, and I saw it, and as you're saying that, I just popped into my head that even instead of like the coffee break, we should replace that with the nap break. And offices, we should just start a movement, Nicholas, all over the world. Well, in the U.S. at least, <laughs> um, to do nap breaks instead of coffee breaks. Yes, absolutely. And and smart companies are actually starting to do this. In New York, we have, for example, a deal with Time Warner. We have a deal with First Magazine. We have a deal with Yahoo, just to name a few a few of them, uh, who realized that in order to increase the productivity and wellness and well-being of their employees, uh, they are actually encouraging them to come to Yellow, and they're like really putting their money where their mouth is because they pay half of the cost of coming to Yellow, up to $2,000 per year per employee, which I thought was really remarkable and pretty cool. But you also have companies like Google, for example, in Mountain View, uh, where, you know, closer, closer to where you are, uh, where they've installed also these nap pods and nap rooms for employees to be able to take a break during the day. And I don't think that we can uh, accuse Googlers to be slackers. I mean, it's one of the most amazing companies uh, created in the U.S. in the past, uh, you know, 15 years. And so it's, uh, you know, again, smart companies who are really preoccupied with productivity and with the well-being of their employees do encourage that. Yeah, I, I totally, totally agree there. And definitely the, the healthier that we are and the more alert, I mean, the, the more productive, you know, we can be. Um, it, it, and it's just funny. It's it's such a really it, it seems to be a contradiction in a way to make yourself slow down. And I know I certainly sometimes have trouble with that. You know, making myself slow down or take a break or do my exercise because I get so wrapped up in my you know my work. And um, but then if I don't, I find that I I really start to feel it like within the week or so. So it's really important. To Absolutely. Absolutely, and you do feel it again because it's a real need. So if we talk very concretely, I mean, there were like several studies released in the past four years that showed the benefit of either proper sleep or napping on, on our health. The first one was a Harvard study, uh, Harvard Medical School in 2007, that showed on 23,000 people over a period of six, six years. So that, that's really like the definitive study on that. And it showed that people who took a nap three times a week for only 20 minutes, reduce on average the rate of heart attack by 37%. 37% is higher than what you could accomplish with diet and exercise. So that points mm -hmm. to the effect of proper sleep and napping on your heart, which is, as we know, the number one cause of death in the U.S. or in Western countries in general, heart problems. Uh, and, and for men and for women, by the way, and, and for women, it's too often forgotten that it's also the number one killer of women. Um, and the second thing, the, the second studies that were shown is that proper sleep and napping can uh, reduce depression or eliminate depression altogether. And sometimes people feel extremely depressed and extremely stressed uh, just because they don't get enough sleep, not because uh, there is something going on in their lives. Um, there is also the effect of napping on uh, the learning. And there was a very interesting study on uh, two groups. It was a double-blind study. 
the first group uh, was learning a task that they had never done before for 10 hours straight uh, without taking a break. And the other group was learning the same task um, for eight hours and taking a two-hour break. And they were encouraged to take a nap during that two-hour break. Well, even though uh, the second group had 20% less time to study for that task, they actually did more than 30% better at affecting the task. And the reason for this is when you go to take a nap, you start establishing neuronal connection that allow you to assimilate what you've learned previously. And there is an old saying, right, when people say, oh, I need to sleep on it. Uh, well, what they really mean, and we didn't know that until recently, is what they mean is my brain needs to establish the neuronal connection so that I can think about this problem and solve it in an unconscious way so that the response will appear to me naturally when I wake up. And we all go through that, and we all have gone through this kind of epiphany. Um, and uh, it, it's really interesting that thought that, you know, things that we thought were, you know, natural are actually being proven scientifically now, and especially for the past five years. Right. Oh, gosh. And, and what have you read about um, napping and weight loss? I know I've, I've read, seen, seen a lot recently about, you know, that ironically sometimes, you know, the more you sleep or, you know, if you're not getting enough sleep, that, that will cause you to gain weight even. Absolutely. And, yes, and the, the weight uh, loss or gain issue can be helped with napping, but it, it's more of an, an overall sleep issue. And when it comes to sleep, what happens is that when you don't sleep enough, your body will have a tendency to produce a harmful hormone called cortisol. And cortisol is also associated, is also called a stress hormone because it's also a hormone that's produced when you're under intense stress. What this hormone does to your body is basically go, uh, drive your body to go into uh, starve mode. So in other words, anything that you will eat while you are in that high anxiety state and you're producing cortisol will go towards your belly and will start building belly fat. And so, and it's really interesting because we think, why would our body do something so harmful to us? And there is, again, a prehistoric reason to that. And it's, it's very similar to the one that I mentioned earlier, uh, why are we hardwired to take naps around 2 or 3 in the afternoon? It's because 50,000 years ago and for almost, I would say, 40,000 years, we were being hunted by predators. So we integrated that in our genes. That was when we could go to sleep. Uh, what's going on when you don't get enough sleep is that at the time that meant that either we were on the hunt and we were stressed because we didn't have enough food or we were being hunted. So the signal to our body was whatever you're getting now, any kind of food that you're getting, you better stock it so that you can use it when you go through another period of starvation. And obviously, 50,000 years ago, like every animal, our main concern was getting food and shelter, but mostly to get food. And so uh, this is still what happens to us today. We start being stressed, and our body is like, okay, let's stock some food, and let's put it as, you know, belly fat. And that's why, you know, interestingly, people who don't sleep enough, and even if they're, like, extremely active and do a lot of activities, will not be able to lose weight and will even gain weight because they cannot go against the nature of their system. 
Wow. Yeah, it's that's that's amazing. I, it's, it's really interesting, isn't it, how it goes back just right to the ancestry, kind of where you don't really think of it. Yeah, I think we just get so wrapped up in that either we're not sleeping or we're you know we're trying to figure out how to be healthy that um, the, the the reasoning behind it gets lost and. Um, but understanding that really helps you, doesn't it, through that that push? <laughs> Absolutely, and that's why you know, until I would say for the you know the eighties in America, eighties and probably you know, a lot of the nineties, um, you know, health concerns were kind of resolved by being more active or by popping pills, mm-hmm. and that's I think a kind of a very typical American response to to a problem. You know, let's. Let's exercise more, let's be more active, or let's pump some pill and see what happens. Uh, not knowing that we are actually creating more issues uh, than we're solving. And if you're, for example, exercising while you're tired, you will obviously increase your risk of, you know, um, harming yourself, harming a muscle, uh, or not, you know, playing, paying attention to what you're doing and, again, you know, really harming yourself. So the, the the solution is so simple, and as usual, it's right in front of us, right? Right. I mean, just get some rest or get some peace uh, through, you know, meditation or napping, and you'll see that a lot of things will be solved. And that's actually a very nice activity to have. We all love that. Yeah. And it's not, you know, it's not difficult. So I'm not decreasing the effects of exercise, which is extremely important, and everyone should be as active as possible but never at the detriment of your sleep. So people who go to the gym, for example, at night and thinking that, you know, that's the only time when they can go to the gym and then they will do this from 10 to 11 p.m. and then be totally wired afterwards are not helping themselves. Right. Oh, my gosh. I don't know anybody that goes to the gym from 10 to 11, Nicholas. This must be a New York thing. (laughs) 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 Seriously, I'm like, oh, my goodness. (laughs) But yeah, it's, it's true. So, um, so I want to I want to um, let you all know um, once again if you're just tuning in, I'm here with Nicholas Ronco, the CEO of Yellow Spa in New York City, um, where they offer napping services, and he is, I think, just one of the most um, the smartest people and influential on sleep and and napping and its benefits to us um, in in the country. Really, um, just so excited to have him with us. Um, we've talked a little bit about um, why he started the spa, about some of the benefits of sleep and different ways to get napping in if you don't have a yellow spa down the road. And um, I want to, we, we do also have some music, but I feel it's so important to talk with you, Nicholas, while you know, we have you and, and avail ourselves to your knowledge. Um, I really want to share with everyone about um, the design of the spa and the cabs in particular. So I think a lot of that you can really take take home. So the question is, how can we take some of the what we created home? Was that the right, question? Well, um, it, how can it, we help people um, at home? Yeah. Well, also, if you could just describe a little more about the yellow about the cab that you designed, and and you know exactly what it is, kind of a visual, and then some. You know, we'll talk about some ways to bring that um, into our home sleep sure. environment. Okay. Great. So what, what we designed, what's called the yellow cab, is actually a cocoon. It's an octagonal cocoon that looks like a honeycomb, and it's 72 square feet. It's completely soundproof, 
And basically, when you come in, we only have one item that's important for you, uh, the client, which is called the zero-gravity chair inside of that cocoon, which is enclosed. And basically, the zero-gravity chair will put you in that position, which is called zero-gravity, where your knees are slightly above your head. And what's important in that position is that your blood flow is actually changing because your blood concentrates towards your chest. The response, the relaxation response that's going to be created for your body and by your body is basically decrease your heart rate by 10 bits per minute. So if your natural BPM is at 65, you will go to 55. And in turn, your body temperature will decrease by 1 or 2 degrees also. And so what happens uh, is that your body will be in a perfect state to start either falling asleep or deeply, deeply relaxing, a little bit like when you're meditating. Um, and um, this is the same for home, actually. Um, uh, we've been saying forever that the ideal temperature at home is between 69 and 70 to go to sleep. If you go beyond 70, which is unfortunately what a lot of homes are at, uh, then you, you will not have the same quality of sleep than below that. Um, so this is also, you know, what we reproduce within these cabins. These cabins are soundproof, and we allow our customers to choose the music and to choose the fragrance that they will have in the cabin. So this cabin will be like their nest for the time that they will be in there, 30 minutes, one hour, 90 minutes, whatever people choose. But it's going to be your nest uh, made only for you and by you. And so... The other cool thing about these cabins is that they're portable. So we can, you know, install them in airports, we can install them in offices, we can install them in small spaces like small boutique hotels, for example. Uh, and they're like, and, and some people even, you know, were thinking of these, these cabins for their home, uh, particularly a lot of parents who have very agitated kids, and they would use that as the timeout rooms, not for the kids, but for themselves for the parents, um, where they can get isolated and have a full sensory experience. So this is what we created at Hill. Now, the way this applies to you at home, because uh, not everyone, obviously, is, is able to, you know, to get access to the Yellow Cab. And what's interesting on that, actually, a side note, Candy, um, we have people who live uh, in the building where Yellow Spy is, who still come to Yellow Spot to take a nap, even though their apartment is like three floors up. <laughs> and, the, and the reason why they do it, I was very surprised, to be honest. Yeah. I was totally surprised. And, and the reason why they do this is because, again, this is a much more ideal napping environment than their homes, which, especially in New York City, can be noisy or with too much light in it. So now, if we go back to the home, that's a good segue. What you should do in your bedroom, and that's what I call basic sleep hygiene. What you should do in your bedroom is as follows. First of all, you should remove all electronic material uh, from your room. So please do remove TVs, remove computers, remove phones, and remove um, non-battery operated alarm clocks from your room because all of these guys emit microwave or in the case of the TV or the computer, they will emit microwave and light that will uh, prevent you from either falling asleep or uh, falling asleep in a deep state of sleep. So a lot of people say, oh, yeah, but I love falling asleep in front of the TV. 
you know, like that puts me to sleep. It's like someone telling me a story. Great, but the problem is that you'll never reach slow-wave sleep as long as someone is talking in the background or you have noises in the background or as long as you will have some light coming your way, even if your eyelids are closed. So please remove all that. Then secondly, um, make sure that your room is as dark as possible. As we discussed earlier, uh, sunlight and light in general is the main sleep inhibitor because it decreases the level of melatonin in your brain. And so the darker your room, the more isolated your room is going to be, the better the quality of sleep. Then thirdly, uh, make sure that you only do, um, you know, very limited activities in your room. And in your bedroom should be only used for sleeping and for sex. Uh, it shouldn't be used to work. It shouldn't be used to eat. Uh, it shouldn't be used to fight and have arguments. Uh, your room really should be used as a sanctuary where we, you only do activities that you actually enjoy or that you actually, you know, need to do from, from a human level. Uh, and if you do that, you will not pollute your rooms with, like, uh, weird vibes or weird, you know, items uh, in your room. Um, and then third, fourthly, if you have issues falling asleep, I heavily encourage people to build a ritual. Uh, a ritual could be as simple as taking a hot bath. A hot bath is very relaxing, and because the bath is hot, your body will actually relax, react by decreasing your body temperature, which, again, will put you in a perfect state if you go to sleep right after that because your body temperature will be lower, contrary to what we might think after a hot bath. The second thing is, you know, if you like to use aromatherapy and you like to spray uh, your pillows or your blanket with, uh, you know, sense of um, any kind of, you know, smell that you, that you enjoy that reminds you something pleasant, by all means do that. And if you like me, you're traveling a lot and you go into fairly impersonal hotels uh, for business, then bring some of these items with you. Bring, you know, the sound that you like to have and bring particularly the aromatherapy that you like to have because that's immediately going to, you're going to fool your brain in making it think that you're home. And if you make your brain think that you're home, then your brain is going to relax much quicker as well. So that's really the advice that I would give people either at home or on the road. And those are things that you would recommend to do like during nap, or before your nap if you can as well, would you say? Or... Um... So before you're going to formally fall asleep at night, but also um, maybe before your nap or a little bit of that into your nap time ritual? Absolutely. Um, what, what I advise for people who take naps in general, and, and the professional nappers listening to us, uh, we know that instinctively. You know, the professional napper is the person who falls asleep in the plane before the plane even takes off. Uh, that's what I call a professional napper. So I advise to put your two hands on your belly and to breathe um, fairly long breaths for as much as you can remember them because usually when you do that on the 20th breath, you will have a tendency to actually fall asleep and start breathing normally again. So you will do that naturally. And you breathe to the sound of one when you inspire and one when you expire. And you do that very slowly, consciously at first, and you'll see that it's going to come to you uh, in the relaxation response that 
your body will go through. So you will fall asleep much quicker. Right. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, I, I see we're actually running out of time. I cannot believe how fast this has gone by. <laughs> uh, so, Nicholas, I'm sorry we didn't get to play more of the music, um, but I just thought it was so much more important. You have so much amazing insight into um, something that can really benefit everyone so much. Um, I wanted to be sure that we, you know, talked about lots of that. Um, perhaps you have to join us again with the music. Absolutely, I would love that, Candy. Right, and also I want to remind everyone or mention um, that Yellow is online. Um, is it Yellow NYC, Nicholas? It's Y E L O N Y C dot com, right? Correct. Y E L O N Y C dot com or yellowspa.com, dot com. Y E L O S P A dot com. It's the same right. website. Yeah, and you can actually, um, they have a, an online shop there where you can purchase some of their, their um, just outstanding fragrance lines that they have. Um, I don't know, can you purchase the music there as well? The music is not purchasable yet, but okay. uh, we are in the process of making it available. Uh, in the meantime, you can purchase all of the aromatherapy that we talked about. There is a fantastic company that we use called Essence of Valley, and we love this company because it's basically natural essential oil with water. So it's not harmful. You can even spray it on yourself. It's not artificial. Uh, you can sleep in it, um, and it disappears. Uh, the smell disappears after a few hours. So it's, uh, it's what we advise, and it's what a lot of people actually go to our website to buy. Right. So you can actually have a little bit of yellow spa at home. <laughs> That's what we're all about. Absolutely. You. Yeah, helping you relax at home no matter where you are. So, um, well, Nicholas, um, I'm going to do our sign-off here. Um, I think we're all ready for a nap after this. Not that you were boring, but <laughs> I think a lot of people are going to be excited just to try napping. Um, like I was after I spoke with you, really inspired. So, um, And we want to wish everyone a very spa-filled Sunday and happy Mother's Day again. I um, want to remind you that this entire episode is downloadable onto your iTunes, your iPods. Um, if you go to artofthespa.com, click on Spa Brunch, and you will see there our program guide, which has um, links to all of the shows um, in podcast format. So if you miss some of the show, don't worry. Um, just, just go there and listen. Maybe just listen again. Maybe you can listen, you know, in the evening. I think that would be a really great time before you go to bed just to help you get in the mood and remind yourself of some of Nicholas's tips. So, um, so this is Candy from Spa Brunch Sunday, and just reminding you to take some time to unwind this week. Um, and we will see you next Sunday. Have a great day. Bye, Nicholas. Thank you again for joining us. Thank you for having me, Candy. It was my pleasure. Okay. Bye, everyone. Goodbye. Thank you. Continue chilling on www.sparbrunch.com. Join our brunch bliss list for upcoming episodes and contests. You may get to join Candy at the spa. Cheers. <laughs>